When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of independent waters i am your host mikey manfredi and joining me as always is none other than zach borscht batista <laughs> zach how are you doing my man i'm doing pretty good tonight uh a bit of a hectic day for me towards the end but you know recovering can't complain it's fucking yeah. snow these days though in the morning and i'm not a fan of it but i am <laughs> at the same time the other night, I was just hanging out in the backyard, and then all of a sudden, like, I felt, like, a drop on my head, and I was like, oh, it's raining, and then I looked up, and I literally saw a white flake, and I was like, no, no. not yet. Bastard, I still have one more day of fucking, oh my god. Not yet. I still have apple cider. Stop. Stop, no. I haven't run... <sighs> I'm still drinking apple cider, please. Well, my brother and I had this conversation where Thanksgiving. I don't want to switch to hot chocolate yet. Not yet. Just, just give me a bit more. Dude, Thanksgiving gets clowned on by everyone so much in, like... The, right? Like, my brother was like, I refuse to accept after... He's like, if I hear Christmas music after Halloween, it is a travesty. Because Thanksgiving really? is his favorite I, holiday. I agree. I agree. I, I'm, I'm here for thanks for uh, getting rid of Thanksgiving erasure. Uh, because Thanksgiving deserves to be loved. Well, not, not because of what it originally celebrates. Yeah, that's a bit... Eh. That sucks. Yeah. The background of Thanksgiving sucks. <laughs> It's more so the message uh, of now what it's become. Because the pilgrims uh, genocided a race of people. Anyway. It did not help them in the end, that's for sure. They uh, broke a lot of promises and hurt a lot of Native Americans. But anywho. Anywho, it's about family. Now. These and days the it's about food. family being thankful for what you got. And the food. The food is also a massive plus. It's one of my favorite holidays. This is like the... Like, fall holidays from, like, October till December is, like, this is, like, my favorite sweet spot of holidays right here. It's the only sweet spot of holidays, because after December, like, after New Year's, it's just, like, 
And no more holidays to look forward to for until like forever, and it's like ah. Oh. I can't even say that because it's like St. Patrick's Day, and there'll be like the couple people out there. They're like, "Don't be clowning on St. Patrick's Day or Fourth of July." And uh, yeah, Fourth of July is not till July though. Like <laughs> that's so far away from January. <sighs> it's like it in those months in between. It's just like it just feels like there's like nothing to look forward to, and it just sucks. Mm. You know, because it's like, when it's Halloween, it's like, all right, Halloween. Then it's like, all right, Thanksgiving. Then it's like, all right, Christmas. Then it's like, all right, New Year's. And then it's like, back-to-backs of holidays. And I'm out of it. I am out of enthusiasm. (laughs) Right? Like, I'm honestly, I don't know. I'm in this mood where, like, I want, like, a blizzard, but just so that I can be inside in, like, my comfiest clothes (laughs) and just do nothing. But then I remember that the day after, I have to go out and fucking shovel it, and I'm like, oh, that's just... I love love when it snows out, because then it's socially acceptable for me to stay inside all day. It's like, I don't have to do anything, I'm not gonna... For me, I don't have to run or anything like that, or walk my dog, I'm like, nope. No, I'm it's like, so- I get to cut. I get to sit in this chair all day, play some video games uh, in my pajamas. It's the best. I want like one of those days, but the odds of that are so low of happening. Yeah, but you know, what and I mean? then the next day you wake up and it's like, all right, time to break yeah. my back. Anyway, I, yep, fucking pulling like five bundles of clothing. I come back in and I'm like, I fucking hate the snow. Why would I ask for this shit? Oh, mad. Then I get hot cocoa, and it's pretty good. Back to the point. Yes, Thanksgiving should not be forgotten. Nope. Thanksgiving uh, is great because ju- mostly mostly because of the food and because of the family, whatever family you choose it to be. It doesn't have to be blood family. Family doesn't have to be blood. Family can, is the people you choose to love, right? Yep. It, whether it's good friends, whether it's actual blood, fam- whether it's actual blood, whether it's not like whoever you choose to be your family is your family. So go hang out with that. That's what that's what it's all about. It's about hanging out with them and enjoying the day and. I love to cook, so Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays because I just get to cook all day. Oh, that is true. Oh, yeah, dude. You must have a fucking field day on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Thanksgiving. I love when it comes around because I'm just like, I get to cook stuff. All right. And eat stuff. Mm-hmm. All good. It's all good. Good eats. Anyway, Thanksgiving is over now, though. Unfortunately. We took a break last week for Thanksgiving. Sorry we were gone. Sorry there wasn't an episode. Hope but... you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving. Now we are back. Uh, riding this one till Christmas, I guess. <laughs> so, Zach, we have three matches yes. this week that we brought to the table, uh, that we both took took a look at. Uh, I believe you picked the majority of them this week. I did. So, do you want to set? Do you want to uh, tell tell uh, tell people what matches you picked? Uh, the matches I picked this week are Masha Slamovich versus Ali Catch at Beyond Wrestling's Borscht at the Beach. <laughs> Beyond Wrestling presents Masha Slamovich's Borscht at the Beach. Yes. And then I picked... One moment, let me make sure I get these names right, because you know me and my names. So good. Jody Threat versus Kennedy Copeland at Women's Wrestling Revolution and Beyond Wrestling again, somehow. Because they always, it always goes back to Beyond Wrestling. It always does. Though my honors. defense, I had another match that got... T- the video got taken down probably because GCW doesn't want anyone free streaming a match, so... Without That's their permission. Though in case any of you are wondering, it was Effie versus Dark Sheik, and it was a good match. I actually quite enjoyed the match. It lived up to my expectations. I did not see it in time. I was told today that on the day of recording that it was taken out, and I was like... I went to go watch it today, and it was gone. I, I was like, fuck. So here we got this now, a match I also wanted to see. Uh, and I and I brought to the table. I was feeling a little classic. I, I This is me getting my hopes up for possible... Uh, for a possible future debut at AEW, uh, we got 
a classic Ring of Honor match. We got last man standing between El Generico and Kevin Steen. You know, we've done this for more than a year, and I'm surprised it's taken us this long to do a Generico Steen match. We've definitely, I've, I might have done them on Indy 500, but I feel like we've definitely done a Generico Steam match on here. We did the ladder war, didn't we? No, we didn't. We talked about really? it. Really? There was one we day I remember the ladder that war. I, I mentioned I, I, I it. swore we did, but we covered the ladder war. I would have remembered the ladder war because that's, I feel like that's a long match with a lot of spots. Well, we got to watch that one now. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, gotta, I guess we got to go through every Kevin Steen El Generico match. They are a tale Sorry, of guys. Time. Independent Waters is turning into Fight Forever, the podcast, <laughs> where, <laughs> where we talk about Kevin Steen and El Generico uh, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, <laughs> Kevin, just, oh, oh man. Oh, God, this is going to be I love, I love those three wrestlers. Three, those those three separate wrestlers. Yep, those three separate wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Totally different entities. I wonder, I wonder. I still. I still to this day wonder what happened. El Generico just kind of fell off the face of the planet, man. I think he. I forgot. There was actually like a a story for, for what happened to him, and I can't remember what it was. Tragic. I think he like what I think he went to like go take care of an orphanage in Tijuana or something. I, think I can't that's remember right. the exact. I feel like I remember Sami Zayn posting about something about that when Danhausen dressed up like him for a collective event. Yeah, Dan Housen dressing up as El Generico. Yeah, and him being like, saying, uh, I think he said, like, my friend from Tijuana says yeah. that you have good taste or something like, something like that. My friend from, yeah, anyway. Anyway, we're covering all these matches. They're all they uh, they're all pretty good, and I can't wait to get into them. Zach, since you picked the majority of the matches, which one do you want to start off with? Let's start off with what we named this episode after, Slamovich and Catch at Borsch at the Beach. <laughs> yeah, your, nick- your nickname this episode. <laughs> Zach Borschtista. There, oh, that's what it should have been. That's a good one. That's the rebound. Oh, that's a better one. Got there. Here, you can actually hear it. I, I'm, that's a, that gets a round of applause from me. <laughs> should have led with that. <laughs> we got there eventually. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about let's talk about Masha Slamovich and Alley Catch. Sure. So, when I saw this was the, the replacement match for the one we lost, I was very excited. Because this is the match I actually wanted to check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad we fi- we uh, got around to you. Because if not, I probably was going to pick it next week. I'm not even going to lie to you. I mean, I-, I saw it instantly and I was like, oh, I'm so glad they posted for Borch the Beach on YouTube. Because I was hoping to watch that at some point. Still very funny name. I fucking love that name. Uh, also, speaking of Borscht, the way this match starts is very funny. Yes, it is. Because they're the ring announcer is introducing Masha Slamovich, and she is just standing on the ring apron, just over a giant like, sh- like you know those like tubs you use when you like, when you're moving or something. Yeah, those big plastic ones with like the lids. Mm-hmm. It was one of those, just full of borscht. Like that's what it was. That's how that's how we are intro to borscht at the beach, and it's like nice, nice. <laughs> right. Nice old uh, and, crate of borscht. And, she, and uh, Masha wants to share borscht with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one she shares it with being Alley Catch, who comes out, and Masha grabs, like, a plastic cup. She's like, we we have no spoons. This will have to We're do. on a budget here. <laughs> she, she slops up a big cup of borscht, gives it to Alley Catch. Alley Catch drinks, is a good sport at first, drinks it. Uh, tastes it and is like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not bad. And then she spits it out, and the match begins. Pissed Masha off. She just socked her in the face with an elbow, and I was like, "Well, 
Here we fucking go off to she the races. She disrespected the borscht, and Slamovich wasn't happy about it. Mm-hmm. So she beats up Allie on the outside, tosses her into the ring, and then Masha counters an Irish hit from her and just so- hits her with another forearm in the face. Mm-hmm. And then just chops her over and over in her chest while she's just leaning on the ropes. And it's just classic Slamovich of like, I would never wish to trade positions with Catch. No. If I recall correctly, Catch tries to fight back and Slamovich just t- drop toehorns, holds her into the middle rope. And then she jumps mm-hmm. onto the apron and just boots her in the face before just yep. wiping her out with a lariat. Looked fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, uh, definitely went on the offensive there, for sure. Oh, yeah. She, you mess with the borch, you get the horns. You mess with the borch, you get the horns. <laughs> thought you'd like that. What is... I'm gonna... I'm gonna sound like an idiot asking this. Okay, I might be an idiot but answering it. What is borscht? So, you're not the first for... Uh, this... I actually... Look this up for both our D&D game and right before this to remind myself. Borscht is a sour soup in Eastern Europe and Northern Asia. It basically is made with beetroots as one of its main ingredients. And it's red in color when you make it. So it's just like a beetroot soup? Yep. Well, alright. Sounds sounds actually not bad. It's one of those things that whenever I travel to Eastern Europe, because one of the days I, these days I want to, it's like on my top of my list of just things I want to try. Just because I like the name and just it looks cool. I'm sure there's some place you can get borscht. Yeah, but I want authentic borscht. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. They're right. I also do. Would li- I also would like if I'm gonna try it at least go for the the good stuff, right? Yes. All right. So uh, back to what, Slamovich. What, I'm saying, where were we? <laughs> so it's right after that gnarly looking lariat from Masha, and if I recall correctly, right. she locks her in like a camel clutch while like forearming her across the face, just like trash talking yeah, Mar- catch. Yeah, Masha starts this match off pretty in control here. Yes. And uh is is quite angry about uh Ali Catch's disrespect earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh wants to get a little wants to get a little payback and she kinda just wrecks her in the beginning. Yes. Uh but then there's the one point where uh Masha throws Ali into the corner mm-hmm. uh and goes for like a shoulder tackle, but Ali is able to uh catch is able to dodge uh, and start her own uh, string of offense, where she gives she gives uh, Slamovich a snapmare, and then penalty kicks her in the back. Yeah. Oh, which then <laughs> sets off this funny ass chain of events where, to me, this I found this mildly amusing, where they just started to just trade snapmare and kicking each other in the back, kind of mm-hmm. like a all right, fine, you do that, I'll I'll one up you and do it even harder. They just keep going back and forth with this. And then eventually the two are just like, ah, oh, you know what? Fuck this. And Allie just pu- <laughs> slocks Masha in the face of the forearm. And they just go back and forth with forearms. Yeah. And- yeah. They, they they went back and forth with, like, three different moves. Yeah, like, I think they kicked They went back backwards. and forth with the, the snapmare into penalty kicks. Then they got up and traded forearms. And, they got, and then they, after the forearms, they started trading boots. Yeah, it was... Ugh. Though eventually, Catch does get the upper hand with a uh, after she dodges Masha's spinning back kick by insiguring oh, her. So sick. Then immediately afterwards, as Masha gets up, she just grabbed her and planted her with a bridging Northern Light suplex, which looked fantastic. Fucking rough. After this, though, Masha kicks out and rolls to the outside, and Allie picks her up and throws her into the wooden barricade, which heads towards the beach. That is, the ring is nearby. Yes, you heard me right. This match took the beach. Uh, took place on a beach. 
it is called Borscht at the Beach. Mm-hmm. So and catch... both of those things were involved in this match. Yes, surprisingly enough. <laughs> Who would have guessed it? I actually, this spot was actually why I clicked. I picked this match in the first place outside of their names, because just because of the fact that the thumbnail shows the two of them in the fucking water, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, all right, I guess. So how did this happen? Exactly. How did that we was, get that here? was me. I was like, how did you mental gymnastics your way to get to here? I must know. <laughs> So they end up fighting on onto the beach where a bunch of onlookers are looking like what the fuck is two two that's, that's my favorite part. All the people at the beach are just like, what's happening? Like they watch his catch just hoist Mosh up into a fire's carry and just fucking Death Valley drivers her into the water. No, not only does she Death Valley driver into the water, but Ali Catch like got Masha up on her shoulders and then ran for like a while yeah, before she got to the water. <laughs> they were like halfway there and then Ali Catch got Masha up on the shoulders and they and she ran all the way to the mm. water <laughs> for just a really drawn out Death Valley driver into a wave. Yep. <laughs> She tries to pit her in the water. Masha kicks out. Masha slams her into the water then. After mm-hmm. Allie kicks out, she tries to choke slash drown her in the water. Till Allie, like, knocks away. He's like, fuck off. And she and then while they're fighting, a bunch of, like, random vloggers run up to them with, ca- with like, their phone cameras on, like, selfie sticks. And they're like, whoa! <laughs> but, I mean, in their defense, I would also be taking pictures from a distance. That's fair. I'd be, like, just, like, peeking over the top, like, got my pic. Yeah, I'd be taking a Snapchat like, "What the fuck is going on at the beach right now?" <laughs> like if I wasn't, like if I wasn't a wrestling fan, I'd be like, "What the hell is going on at the beach?" Send it to all your non-wrestling fans, being like, "I guess they allow full wrestling on the beach now." <laughs> so Allie runs back to the ring. Masha catches up to her, beats her down while they run back up. They then get back to the actual ring and get up onto the top rope, where they kind of just go back and forth on here until eventually Masha guillotines Catch's whole body. On the middle rope, which looked fucking gnarly. I said gnarly twice yeah. now, more than I have. I guess it's the beach that's getting me in the mood of that. <laughs> it's the beach. Gnarly, tubular, dude. Bro. Totally tubular. <laughs> but yeah, they fight their way back to the ring. Uh, or I guess to the towards the side of the ring. It's like on the top rope, but not because they're like on the apron. They're on the apron. Yeah, they're on the apron, really. When I think fighting over the top, the turn, the uh, the corner. If I were to guess, they're fighting. They're fighting over the borscht. <laughs> Funnily enough, it's a it's. <laughs> It's a forced match. First one to fall into the tub. Oh it's... my! <laughs> <laughs> Screw your little bit of the bubbly match. Do your borscht match, you cowards! <laughs> Screw your mimosa madness, AEW. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. We got borscht in this bitch. We got borscht at the beach. <laughs> God. So after that guillotine, catch is now dazed. Samasha follows her as Ali is now crawled her way over to the stage because there's also a stage nearby the ring too. And she's spitting back, kicks her in the face, and then just straight up pile drivers her onto this fucking wooden floor of this stage and wins. Yeah. I was like, yeah. ow. <laughs> just like, and uh, I guess this was a false count anywhere match, huh? Yes, I remember the commentators were like, I guess, they said the exact thing, I guess this is a false count anywhere match? Uh, yeah, and then the guy's like, it's right Masha's show, the ref's not going to disqualify them, just let it happen. That's true. It is. It was Masha's. What Masha's show? Who's gonna tell? Who's gonna tell? Are you gonna tell Masha Slamovich no? Because I sure won't. Fuck no. Pin her in the water. I don't care. You you got it. Yeah. And then after this match, it's a nice show of sportsmanship. As Masha drinks some of her borscht, offers it to Alley Cat, who also drinks the borscht now and doesn't spit it out. And borscht for all. That's the end of this match. 
I like how Ali came around to the borscht yes, lifestyle. That was a wholesome moment that I wasn't expecting from Ali Catch of all people. I mean, listen, if 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 she goes if if she knows a real fighter, you know you know she's fine to them. Like this is true. It, this is why Bussy is fine. Yes, Bussy is fine. God damn it. <laughs> yes, agreed. Uh, anyway, what are you giving this? Let's. Match? Oh, right, we gotta rate it. Oh my god, I forgot. That's whole. That's our whole thing on this show. <laughs> you had um, too much of a good time talking about the match. We did. Yeah, we had so much fun talking about it. Um. I think I'm going to give it a, a high meh. I'll join you on that high Just meh. for pure entertainment value. Like, the, like, the, like there was no, like, moves that were, like, rel- like really stunning or, like, there was no crazy spots, right? Yeah. It was just a good, solid match with, like, a little bit of entertainment value sprinkled in. And, hey, I love those kinds of matches, mm-hmm. you know? Have a couple funny spots where Allie drinks the borscht and spits it out. Or you go to the beach and wrestle in the water. And you go back and share the borscht at the end. Like, it's good. Yeah. It was just whole, It was just a solid match with some good, like, funny bits that was just enjoyable to watch. So I'm going to give it a high man. I'm into, I was into it. Uh, I also, I'll join that high man. And I actually liked it for the sim- for similar reasons in, in the fact that it was fun. But, like... I watched a Masha Slamovich match. I want to watch Masha Slamovich beat the shit out of someone. And they did that for the first half of this match. And then the rest of the other half was just fun, basically. Which is what you said. And I, I like that. It's like a little bit of both. Yeah, you got you got the best of both worlds, right? Like, everybody got to do their thing a little bit. We got a little laps, and it was all good. Yeah, good time. Good time all around. And some borscht, too. And some borscht. Even got some food in there. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we get into the next match? What do we want to tackle? What do we, you want to you want to get into uh Steen Steen Generico or do we want to get into Jody Threat Kennedy Copeland? Normally, I would suggest I would say to do uh my second match last, but because of the absolute monster that is Steen and Generico, cuz that's match... true. That was like a 22 minute match yeah, or something well, like that. Let's just do Threat and Copeland and then finish the show all on high with Steen Generico. Spoiler alert, the match is fucking great. It's just match long. Was, of course, of course it is. Of course it is. It's these two. It's these two. If there's ever a match, it's Steen and Generico. Just, it's like Mike Bailey. It just can't be bad. If there's ever a bad again, if there's ever a bad match between those two, then hell is officially frozen over. Even at like the mo- even when they fought each other at WrestleMania, it was good. These because, two because like even even under WWE, even when WWE like basically nerfs both of them into oblivion. <laughs> They they still put on bangers, right? Nerfed into that's factual. <laughs> like I just like all I want to see is Kevin Steen beat the piss out of people, and that's what I got in this match, in, in that match. But right now we're talking about Jody Threat, Kennedy Copeland from Women's Wrestling Revolution. Zach, what did you think about this one? What are, what are your initial thoughts? This match had a rare fight feel to it that I very much enjoyed. And, yes, uh, it definitely felt scrappy. Yes, and to quote, I mean, it makes sense when the announcer introduces the competitors as the girl from Oakland Ave and the girl from your local skate park. Uh, it was it was the girl from Ocean Ave. Ocean Ave, because it's like the song. Oh, Ocean see, Avenue. That makes much more sense. I was like Oakland. I'm like, I guess I'm not gonna question it. There's a skate girl, <laughs> and there's the and there's a yeah. No, it's a reference to the to the yellow card song. Ah, <sighs> oh, yes, that makes. There's a place on Ocean Avenue mm-hmm. where I used to sit and talk with you. It's a good song. <laughs> it does. It's a bop. It's a bop and a half. Yeah, these two look like uh, they're ready for a scrap before this match started. And uh, mm-hmm. boy, howdy, were they. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some solid back and forth to start this match off. Like, it's solid chain wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
until uh, Jody just decides to shut it all down when she like hits a leaping clothesline at the Copeland mm-hmm. and just takes her down. Ugh. That was that was great. These two were like doing uh, some solid work, uh, definitely feeling each other out. And then Jody was like, "You know what? F this. Fuck this. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> Yeet my whole body into <laughs> into Copeland." Uh, so after the clothesline, I have uh, it's basically just Jody beating Kennedy down for a while. Yeah. Like it's just it's just like she gets a uh, a German suplex from the corner. She hits her with some kicks. Oh, hold on, wait. Uh, then 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 she like load she loads Kennedy up for a uh, suplex. Mm-hmm. She's going for like her uh, her uh, hold the the one she where she the holding suplex. I can I never remember the name of it. Stalling suplex. Yes, the stalling suplex. But uh, Kennedy is able to reverse it and hit like an eat defeat kind of thing. Ooh. It was like sort of an eat defeat. Uh oh! Wait, it was like a code breaker. Nah, ah. Okay, I did. Okay, this was the part that yeah, I. Yeah, it was like was a, it was like an. Eat, it was it a code breaker or was it like an eat defeat with both feet? It was a. Uh, it was a code breaker on her arm. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Now I, I I must have saw it wrong. It, it's fine. I literally couldn't. I I lost. I literally lost track of where we were for a second, which is so out of character for me. I mean, no, you're good, man. It happens to me all the time. I'm not. I'm not used to having to bring. I'm not used to be the one bringing it back. I'm used to be the one who's lost. <laughs> it's a nice change of pace. Yeah. Um. So we got Kennedy countering the the suplex into that code breaker onto Jody's arm. Uh. And then uh, the, Jody uh gets Kennedy in the corner, and Jody goes for like a. She goes to rush. Another another move where uh, somebody goes to rush somebody in a corner and the person in the corner moves. Yep. Uh, Kennedy dodges and she goes up to the top rope. Uh, goes for a cross body, but then Threat just catches her. Oh, yeah. He slammed her with a Michinoku driver after that. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Kennedy took a lot of fucking punishment. Like, I know we glossed over, but, like, Jody was beating the shit out of Kennedy. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, yeah, "I came here to like, win." Like, bef- literally before this, Jody was just like absolutely dominating Kennedy, and just like she's basically, like, throwing, I'm gonna win, throwing her around, just kicking, kicking the crap out of her. It was a, uh, it was no bueno, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So, and then if I recall correctly, so then Kennedy, she sees where Kennedy is on the outside. She's like, "All right, I'm gonna fucking get her." So she sizes her up, goes to sprint at her to hit something, but Kennedy drop toll holds her face first into a chair. Very good. Uh, and with this down, Kennedy is like, all right, well, I got to fucking get back into this match. So she just starts to use the chair to target the left arm of Jody and just beat it down. There's even a point where Jody, like, gets out of it by overpowering and just throws the chair at her. That was so good. Jody, like, she has Jody's arm trapped, and then, like, she lets go. And then Kennedy, like, lets go for a second. And Jody just goes, like, huh. huh. And she's like, <laughs> just oh, shit. the chair at her. And, like, that must have hurt, right? <laughs> oh, must have. And Jody was pissed, because you, you could tell she was pissed, because she pursued her around the ring. To, and she's just mm-hmm. beating down Kennedy, who, God, tries her little heart out to get into this match. Uh, yeah. And she's not even done. She uh, gets Kennedy in a suplex position after this, hoists her up, and just stalls and holds her there for God knows how long. Before slamming her onto the hard gym floor. That's right, instead of being padded, it was just... Just hardwood, baby. Oh, just the floor. That must have hurt so fucking much and been so awful to take. But oh, I, yeah. But I, I got to give props to the two of them for going through with it and executing it well. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you got it. You got to see it through. You got to see it through, my boy. Mm-hmm. So the two of them are wiped at this point. Jody's the first to get up. The ref count gets to six, and she throws Candy back to the ring because Jody's like, I, I ain't winning no count out win. We're, I'm winning this the pinfall. I'm winning this fair and square. Mm-hmm. And just as Jody's about to pick her up, Kennedy pulls out both her legs from underneath her and locks her in with a fucking Fujiwara armbar, which she had been working. Like, all match, even though Kenny's been getting her ass kicked, she's been working the left arm of Jody. So she locks this, this was, arm bar in. and What a sick transition it was into the arm bar, too. Like, the way the way she, like, slid through Jody's legs and, like, tripped her up mm-hmm. to get her on the ground was sick. She held on to this arm bar for dear fucking life, man. Yeah. Like, she knew that if Jody got out of this, Jody was going to fucking end this match. And... Like, there were several times, like, she had adjusted a bunch of times. Jody kept trying to, like, pick her up, and she couldn't get her to. And then eventually, though, Jody's power is just too much for her. And she yeah, just... Jody, Jody picks uh, picks Kennedy up with a power bomb. Not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. And Kennedy uh, is... Fu- sorry, God. God, God. I was going to say, she's, she's gone after this. Yeah. Yeah, after this, it's pretty over. She hits her with two power bombs. And then uh, Jody gets Kennedy up into, uh, like, it's kind of like a torture rack, right? Yeah. Uh, and then spins around, spins around, spins around, spins around, spins around, and just nails a blue thunder bomb. Mm-hmm. I believe that can, I think that's a version of the spin doctor, but I might be the wrong. spin doctor? Okay. Well, that's what John, when John Silver does it, the granted, he just throws them, so that's why it's a version of it. That's true. It's called that. I call it a spinning torture rack bomb because I had no idea what to call it. Yeah, I thought I thought it was like a uh, air raid, like kind of like an air raid crash into a blue thunder bomb almost. Uh, that's good. Uh, that makes sense too. Honestly, there's a lot of ways. You can, I mean, that's wrestling. You can describe a lot of moves in a lot of ways. That's true. Uh, but anyway, this move ends up winning threat the match, and she gets the one two three on Copeland. Yes. Uh, so Jody Threat wins this one. What do we think about this one in terms of rating? Personally. I'm gonna give it a high man. Yeah, I think I will too. I uh, actually, I'm I'm gonna go in the Mac territory. I don't think I was high on it as you were. It was okay. It was good, but it didn't like make me feel anything. Like I'm trying to like describe this. It didn't make Jody Threat feel like as much of a badass as she usually is to me. Mm. It felt like. It felt like it was Jody Threat Light ah. and Kennedy Co. It felt like it, like this match was so was too short, maybe. And I don't think these uh, we saw the full potential of either of these people. Uh, so I'd love to see them go again in like a fifteen minute match and see what they could do. That's fair. Uh, because I just feel like I feel like both of them had so much more to show and they just didn't get the chance. You know what I mean? Makes sense. I definitely, uh, I definitely be a fan to see these two go the distance, as the kids say. But yeah. uh, I, I mean, like I said, I really like this match. It was very physical, very much gave me like a, these two be scrapping, or at least they made it seem like they were scrapping, which I liked a lot. And it just, it like fits right at my alley of uh, types of matches that I wanted. So give it a high man. If you like some physical ass matches, uh, these, this is a good one in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, solid, definitely solid. Oh, definitely for sure not, solid. Not bad by any means. Oh, no. I, <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a miss out, but uh, so the miss outs, it's, <laughs> it's hard to mistake a miss out with a mayor or a, or a mark out, that's for sure. Yeah. 
All right. Now, let's get into the let's get into this match uh that we've been talking about this whole time. This... Let's get into Kevin Steen taking on El Generico in a last man standing match from none other than Ring of Honor. <sighs> Back before ROH uh became what it is now, which isn't a I don't know if it's a bad or a good thing, it's just in hibernation. Yeah, back before ROH hiatus. Uh, so, what did... Zach, I have watched a few Steen Generico matches going into this, so I kind of knew what to expect. Uh, what did you think... (laughs) What did you think about the way this match started? This match... (laughs) This start was white hot and just blood-filled, basically. Which is what I expected mm-hmm. going into this match, because you know, there the saga of Generico versus Steen or Owens versus Zayn is been told by many and re- and recorded by most, and so I I'd heard about these, but goddamn, these two, j- I'm pretty sure they had this exact start to a match in WWE. Now that I think about it, for like a ladder match. What b- before the 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 belly the match rings. starts? Generico sprints at Steen, Yakuza kick, fucking knocks his ass down. Exploder suplex just fucks him up. Just Can we just talk about how y- Yakuza kick is way cooler than Haluva kick? I'm, oh, man. It's such a cool-sounding name, but, like, I'm just so used to Haluva kick, and I just love how it's a hell of a kick, but it's a Haluva kick. It just... I, I always used to just call... I always used to just call it the hell of a kick. I just like it. I thought it. that's what it was. I didn't know it was Haluva. What I was not expecting, as a WWE Sami Zayn-only guy right now, because I don't think I've ever seen a match as Henerico, I did not realize this was not his finisher. What the Haluva kick? Did or the not realize the Yaksa kick was not his finisher when he was in an ROH. It's the the brain buster. It's the brain buster, but he doesn't do that in WWE. They don't. No, because they don't allow brain busters. They do. They, they do more now these days, but they didn't at the time when he was in there. I remember that. So mm-hmm. I, I do remember them being banned for a period yes, of time. So all I know Henrico as is for the the Yakuza kick or Haluva kick and the Blue Thunder Bomb, which never pins anyone about it, despite how good it looks. It looks so good every time. Never pins anyone. One of these days, if they ever have the balls to do it, they will let him pin someone with it. They better, because man, uh, it would be dope. Because that's a gr- that would be a great finisher for him. Because it's just because it makes it look so good. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, yeah, right out the yeah, fucking anyhow. box, and Erica was right out the right out the gate. We're, we're, out. Yeah, right out the gate, we are uh, hitting this match. This match is pedal to the metal. Like Jericho, uh, once he gets Steen on the outside, he's dominating him until mm-hmm. until those. I like how Steen ripped the Canadian flag from some guy and just started to choke Jericho with it. Listen, you gotta use your Canadian pride for hurting other people, hurting another fellow Canadian. <laughs> no, El Jericho's from Tijuana. Oh yes, of course. Come on, come on, Batista. So get your facts straight. At some point, Jericho. And Erico just starts to chuck chairs into the ring after this. Like, it's like a whole, like, mm-hmm. kit and caboodle of chairs. Wow. Now you know how the... Oh, God. Words are rubbing off me from hearing so, people. So many chairs. So many. So many chairs. My age is showing. So many. And then eventually... <laughs> just a lot. He whips out a fucking spare ring rope. <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck? It's awesome. But... <laughs> people now is like, what? And I'm listening. Like, I get it. I get it. I get why it's under there. It's like, you want to have an extra one just in case we have a Finn Balor situation. Yeah. <laughs> the other reason, by the way, that I, I listened to commentary and they explained this was because Steen 
beat Jimmy Jacobs at the 10th anniversary show because the rope broke and Jacobs did not take advantage of this, so Steen beat him. So they were like, we're never going to, this rope's not breaking, we're not having a bullshit finish again. So they had a rope. Just they had an extra rope. He just to avoid a Finn Balor finish. Brain Steen with this fucking rope. He then chucked the fucking rope at him on the barricade, almost hit him. Big, Which was, yeah. <laughs> fucking heavy-ass thing. Oh, yeah. Then he gets Steen in the corner in the ring and just pummels him so much that he just collapses. I actually the got to help set up. A, I actually got to help set up a ring once, and those are heavier than you expect. I can only imagine. I mean, they have to be able to maintain like a full person's body weight when you like bounce off them with three of them, right? Yeah. And you got to tighten them up on the on the uh, tighten, tightening them up is harder is harder than you think too. It takes a lot of arm strength because you got to get those things tight, and they're like just metal underneath that underneath like the covering. They're just like metal, metal cables, wires. Right? Yeah, they're cables. <laughs> oh God, I can only imagine that how annoying that is. So <laughs> uh, it's cool though. It's a fun experience. It was a fun experience. I just, I lo- I loved also how after Steen fell in the corner and Erico just did not give a fuck and just kept beating him up in the corner. Yeah, really did not like each other. But granted, that's what I expected. So that's it's the this the forever feud, man. Hmm. And then eventually, Erico ends up on the apron. He knocks Steen away. Jumps off the top rope, and then Steen just catches him out of the air with a cutter. Classic. That was sick. That was a great spot. That was awesome. You went for the springboard, and uh, Steen said, nah, son. I love how, um, after this, uh, Steen just beats Henrico with a chair. He goes to hit yep. Henrico over the head with it. Henrico catches the chair, and then he goes to hit Steen, but Steen catches it, and then pulls him forward into the chair to hit him with a code breaker. Yeah. Thought that was Just awesome. Absolutely wrecking him. And then after that code breaker, he like puts the chair on Generico's head while he's down and just bounces off the ropes and hits a senton on top of the chair. Oh god. Just right on his fucking head, I'm pretty sure too. And Smoosh. <laughs> Smoosh. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. You're you're dead. Pretty much, yeah. Oh dude. I just love how like these two know each other so well. Because, like, in the next spot, Henrico tries to fight back with, like, a Lucha-style arm breaker. You know, jump off the top rope, jump all the way up. He was going for the Tornado DDT. Oh, really? Was he? Mm-hmm. I thought he was I going so. for arm drag. It involved uh, the ropes. I, That's all I, I know. What, I know. Yeah, anyway. And he, steps, he was going for a springboard move. Of but Steen knew this, and he just fucking <laughs> grabbed him out of the sky and just dropped him onto his knee into a backbreaker. Yeah, that was awesome. This spot looked smooth. Mm-hmm. Buttery smooth that reversal slaughtered him, especially with the cannonballs yeah. afterwards that he did on him. Just yeah, he just he hits him with his backbreaker, sets him up in the corner, hits a cannonball, then is like that's nah, not enough. Takes a chair, puts it on on Generico, and then hits another cannonball. Just these, there is no love lost between these two. No, no. He just these two will beat the crap out of each other until the world stops spinning. These two then uh, eventually start going back and forth with forearms, you know, the classic fight forever spot. Uh-huh. Till Steen runs Can't the ropes and Generico backpedals in order to pull the top rope down, which sends Steen to the outside. Mm-hmm. And then he's about to hit a tope on Steen, but Steen yanks his leg out from underneath him and drags him to the outside before Shades of NXT pop up powerbombing him onto the spot. fucking apron. The NXT spot. Ugh. I love it. And... I love this too because it's actually thanks to the fans that Henrico gets the strength to get to his feet 
and Steen gets so mad he just like runs up and pushes somebody. He's like, "Stop fucking helping him! Stop it! Stop it! All <laughs> let him fucking." Also, lose. I I know we're calling it the NXT spot, and th- and this Ring of Honor match predates NXT, but go with us here. Yeah, we know this timeline works out. Don't... I swear. Listen, I'm just getting ahead of the comments. I know people are going to be like, "Why are you calling it the NXT spot? This came first. Like, I know, we know, we know that spot where the best from NXT. It's fine. So I like how after this, Steen like sets Henrico up on top of like a ring crew member who's lay- who's sitting in a chair in the corner, just like <laughs> he's like, "What the fuck?" And then he goes to super kick Henrico, but Henrico rolls out of the way, so he ends up just kicking this crew member who just <laughs> jumps who over the sells barricade. it, sells it magically. <laughs> he just hops right over that barricade. He's gone. A beautiful sell by this by this uh, ring attendant guy. Uh, just, just absolutely just leaping over the barricade into the crowd. How fucking Steen is just staring like, what the fuck just happened? And then Herico just <laughs> fucking Yakuza kick again, just fucking knocks him out on his ass. Steen is like, how did I just launch that guy into orbit? <laughs> Steen is forced to actually go onto the stage because he can't stand on his own. And he sits with like a bunch of fans. Well, I'm surprised he didn't throw Steen back into Herico. He's hiding. <laughs> so Tanerico's like, all right, motherfucker, fine. Let me go get him. He gets onto the stage, walks up, and then fuck, Steen just gouges his eye out. Mm-hmm. And then Tanerico uh, somehow comes up on top with this, and he just Michinoku drivers Steen into the stage. And Steen is so fucked up by this that he only beats this count by rolling off and falling onto his feet. Like, he was done. But Steen, yeah. at the same time, is kind of it's kind of like the motif of this match, though, Mikey. Steen is like the horror movie villain that just literally refuses to die, no matter how much the normal people do things to him. This is true. Like always gonna fight. Oh my god, fight I just remember forever. We then get the fucking wild spot where Henrico runs the rails and jumps off onto a now standing Steen and hits him with like a tornado DDT. Which was absolutely bonkers. And Steen gets up again. So Henrico jumps off the apron and Yakuza kicks him in the face again. <laughs> and this still doesn't put Steen yep, down. Drags himself right back into the ring. So he goes for Henrico's mm-hmm. the tried and true, the classic table from under the ring. Also, I know we talked about it already, but man, that uh, that diving senton over the announcer's table off the stage from Generico was just sick. Oh my god. So, uh, table anyway, is set up. We're moving on. Uh, lays, he gets a, he lays Steen on this table. And like I said, like a horror movie villain, like a slasher villain, as Henrico's like going to slide into the ring, Steen, just his hand just shoots up and he grabs Henrico's legs, yanks him out of get, the ring, beats him down. Get over here. Lays him on the table and then without missing a beat, he gets into the ring and full sends it, runs the ropes, hops over the top rope, and it's a tope on Henrico through the table. Gorgeous. Loved how he was like instantly like, I know what I must do. Fuck this guy. <laughs> that was, it was just an awesome spot mm-hmm. where he does the assisted tope con Hilo just to put him through, just to put Henrico through the table. Mm-hmm. Absolutely sick. When it's clear, though, that is going to beat the Count, Steen gets two chairs, and he sets them up in the ring facing each other. And he goes mm-hmm. to drive Henrico through the chairs, but in a shocking turn of events, 
Hanariko ends up dropping him headfirst onto the chairs with a half-Nelson suplex. Oh, yeah. Hanariko coming back, baby. Ah, uh, Steen setting Not up- dead yet. Kevin Steen setting up chairs and getting put through said chairs. What is a more tried-and-true combo? <laughs> right. Remember this look? Fuck it. I was like, oh, I'm like, you just dropped him on his head? Yeah, he did. Every suplex that Zayn hit, every, like... What was it like a back suplex, a snap suplex? It's like um, saying. I believe it's a, it's like a um, half Nelson suplex, but it's kind of like a snapdragon, but it's with one arm. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, it's very cool, and every time he does it, it looks like uh, Steve just absolutely lands directly on the top of his head. <laughs> I don't. It's just the fact that he's still alive today shows that he did it fine. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, never never got hurt, I guess, doing that. So it's uh, crazy to think about mm-hmm. it. So, uh, it just looks so brutal. Yeah, Hanariko then just just beats the shit out of Steen with, this cha- with these chairs. With uh... And then when Steen's, like, stunned from this, Hanariko goes to brainbuster him through the remaining set-up chair. Because Steen only went through one chair, so there's still one set-up. But Steen mm. then counters him out of nowhere with a pump-handle brainbuster through the fucking chair. Which is ridiculous. Fucking awesome. And the two of them get to their feet, but Hanariko immediately collapses to the ground. Like, he barely got up. So Steen's like, alright. So he takes a chair, shoves it onto his chest, and then as he's climbing to the top rope, (laughs) Hanariko gets his second wind, pops Second wind! Sprints at Steen, and Yakuza kicks him, sends him off the top rope, and through the timekeeper's table on the outside. Absolutely bonkers. And yet, despite these, this, all this, the chairs, the brain busters, these two hate each other so much that they get to their feet at the same time again. What else is new? Back and forth with forearms. So Speen spits at Generico, flips him off. Generico does the same exact thing back because fuck you, Steen. Spit in his face, double middle fingers. Steen bites his finger because he's a dirty cheater. Oh, yeah. Steen runs to the other corner, but Generico is literally right behind him after this. So, the moment Steen turns around, he gets nailed by, you guessed it, another Yakuza kick. And another half Nelson suplex. Mm-hmm. Generico goes to the Brain Buster again, and this time, after some back and forth, he finally hits it. But it doesn't Final. put him away. Yo, of course He's it doesn't. Fucking Why would freak it? Of nature. It's Kevin Steen. Gets up again to his what? feet. And they use chairs to prop each other up. Like, they both have to, like, use it like a crutch to get up. Which was very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, of course, they both get up with chairs in their hands, look at each other, and go. And all of a sudden, Duel of the Fates starts playing in the background. Yep. (laughs) Chair fight, baby. They they both have these chairs. It's just like... No, fuck. I messed it up. Fantastic. But of course, because Steen is a bastard in the middle of this chair fight, this glorious chair fight, he fucking kicks Hanariko in the dick. Oh, what a... No pun intended, but what a dick move. Exactly. Hanariko falls to his knees, so Steen's like, oh, you're fucked now. He grits the chair. He's poised to fucking drill him in the face with it. And then out comes Jimmy Jacobs. Remember that guy I mentioned at the beginning of this match? Remember that guy from earlier? He so Chekhov's gun. He refused to turn heel against Steen in that match. 
So he gets in the ring and swipes the chair from Steen. As they're arguing, Jericho gets behind Steen and hits him with another half Nelson suplex. Again and again, Steen looks like he falls directly on top mm-hmm. of his head. So he gets up onto his knees and Jacob grabs the chair Steen had just used, or was going to use, and hands it to Jericho. Steen is getting is like on his knees now. The roles have literally been reversed now. And Jericho mm-hmm. does not even fucking hesitate. He goes to swing right at Steen. And then out of nowhere, Jacobs pulls out a pen and jams it into Jericho's eye. Heel turn, baby. It's time. Now it's time. Now, apparently, according the to the comments, this is a great heel turn. But to me, I had no context. So I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, right? I was like, same here. So- I was like, wait. Is he helping Steen or not? And then Erico's <laughs> just grabbing at his eye. He can't fucking see. Steen hands Jacobs the chair, and to cement his teal turn, he tells him to brain him in the face, and Jacob does not give any fuck for Generico. Hits him over the head with the chair. Generico lays on the ground, and as he gets hit in the face, Steen, like, falls over with him, imitating him getting hit with the chair. Mm-hmm. Ref counts. Jericho doesn't get up this time, kids. The monster, uh, the bastard, Kevin Steen. And now the newly healed Jimmy Jacobs win the match. Can we just talk about how a chair shot to the, uh, an unprotected chair shot to the head is a fucking awesome finish. It really is. Like, if, like, sure, I get, I get it. They were trying to cement the heel turn, but man. Imagine if the match just ended with the two of them, like, dead tired, out of breath. One of them gets the chair, the other one's on their knees. And then with, like, the last final bit of effort, fucking Steen just brains Generico. Like, that's, it would, it would have been so, for me, it would have been so much cooler if Steen just, like, wailed on him to finish it off, but I get it. I get what they were doing. I was not against They have this. a story to tell. Yeah, literally only... Thank- commentary saved this for me because they actually mentioned him and I was at least sitting there, I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, they were like, it's Jimmy Jacobs! And I was like, oh, thank God. I'm like, that guy? I'm like, that guy you said? <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. And I know who he is. Yep, and they had the story to the match. They really sold it. Yeah, no, yes, Tenerico got fucked. <laughs> Yeah, and it, yeah, man. To add on that chair shot thing you said before, it also puts the context of how much punishment these two went through, and it was a chair shot to the face is what put Henerico down. Just up, not clean. the tope through the table, not the brainbuster through the chair, not the several ways that Steen punished him in this match. No, just a good old classic. Just a clean chair shot to the dome. What are you giving this match, Mikey? I'm giving this match a mark out. I am also giving this match a mark out. Uh, this match was absolutely bonkers awesome. Uh, I could watch Kevin Steen and El Generico fight literally all the time. Uh, <laughs> if they fought forever, I would watch. I would watch every second until I all passed away. <laughs> they're gonna have like a Last Man Standing match. One, if they're like, they're both gonna be like 90 having Last Man Standing matches in their retirement home. I was like kicking at it. They're gonna be like kicking at each other's walkers. Like, you know, like Steen, Steen is gonna like get up on like a uh, on like a hospital bed and jump off of it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking that. I was like, these two are gonna be like the rare cases in wrestling where like an old person comes back, like a really old person comes back, and they two of them have a match, and it's just a god tier match because they're just old as fuck. 
just good. It's just good. Like, but, even, no, though they're, even though they're old, it's just good. They have chemistry, but they're old AF anyway. Yeah. Like, it's they're just they're just going to forever have awesome feuds, and I'm here for it. That's the only time I ever tune into WWE is when I know <laughs> when I know Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are fighting. I mean, it's, it's a, the only time I'll ever tune in. Those are good. Those are uh, those are good reasons to hop on to WWE. Well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, Kevin Owens will once again become Kevin Steen in AEW. Uh, that's my that's my hope for for Kevin. His I believe his contract is up soon in WWE. It is. It's up in and boy, January. Howdy, I would I love would I love to see him go with his buddies, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole? <laughs> I would not be against that. Mount Rushmore of Wrestling, OG PWG. Bring it back. I bring back the 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 greatest faction in wrestling history. I've never got not the elite. <laughs> Mount Rushmore of Wrestling. The only time I've seen this group was the promo in which this that name was uttered, which is fucking hilarious. Look it up if you need to. It's very good. So I'm excited if that ends up being the case. But if not, Kevin Owens will still be a great wrestler. Sami Zayn oh, will also be a great wrestler. My bad. El Generico, getting... wherever he is in Tijuana with his orphanage, will still I be a great wrestler. I hope he comes back to wrestling one day. <laughs> He's in a uh, far-off land where none of us can see him, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that's about everything. Dude's, dude's in hiding. Yeah, that that's everything. We have we have no uh, no double-down, I guess, since we both watched all of last so week's matches. So weird saying that still. Um, No double-down. Uh, we did. I don't. I didn't. We didn't get a preview ready for next week because it's ten thirty the night before this episode comes out. And we're recording. Uh, just to just out ourselves a little bit there and break the fourth wall. <laughs> don't worry. Next week we got you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I guess that just leaves me with the plugs, huh? Oh, baby. Uh, yeah, so go check out, uh, go follow us on Twitter at CountOutPod, where we post all sorts of fun stuff. We, uh, it, that's where we interact with our fans the most, so if you want to, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to talk to us, if you want to talk wrestling, hit us up on Twitter at CountOutPod, uh, or you can go to the, uh, CountOutPod.com, which is our website, which has all of our social links and, uh, a page to contact us. If we are, we are actively looking for more podcasts to be on the network. Uh, we would love if you are a wrestling if you were a wrestling themed show who was looking for uh, a network to help support you and uh, get you through and post all your stuff uh, on our feed uh, and just want to be part of a cool group of people uh, hit us up over on the over at cattlepod dot com. Uh, there's a whole page where you can email us there. Uh, we're looking for writers. We're looking for podcasters. Anyone who can help the network. Uh, we would be greatly, greatly, greatly appreciative, uh, and we'd love to have you on. So go check out countoutpod.com to sign up there, and if you want to continue being just a fan and not be part of the network, uh, you can join, or be part of the network in a different way, I guess. You can join the Countout family by being a member and subscribing for $5 a month, uh, which gets you exclusive content, uh, a whole batch of it, very good content, very, very good content, uh, and... And uh, all that, and the money you donate goes wherever you feel like, wherever you want it to go, whichever shows you want it to go to. You can customize your donation any way you like. Uh, so you should become a member over at countoutpod.com slash membership today. 
Uh, we'd really appreciate that. Uh, we do a lot of hard work here. And, uh, you know, this is us, like, this is us tipping our hat, you know, at the end of a, at the end of a performance. Uh, you know, because we gotta, we gotta, we gotta do what we gotta do mm-hmm. to get by. But either way, if, even if you don't decide to subscribe, that's fine. We appreciate you listening and downloading anyway and subscribing and just being here. Just listening really helps. Knowing, knowing we're not talking to nobody is nice. Yes. <laughs> uh, so thank you for being around. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a fan. We appreciate you greatly. Um, you can also check out our Facebook page, which is Count Out of Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, we basically post a lot of the same stuff there uh, as we do on Twitter, uh, but we have a better formatting for our page over there. It's like uh, we, it, good. We can post all of our articles and stuff. Uh, it, you should go. You should go like that page as well, and download all, and uh, go check out all the other shows here on the Countdown Network as well as Indie Waters uh, shows such as Happy Hour every Thursday night. Uh, we live stream it on Twitch.tv/slash/Countout, where we. Uh, you just play games, have fun, relax, have some drinks, talk some wrestling, uh, and just be be friends and be merry. It's a fun, fun chill stream to come hang out in every Thursday night at eight thirty. Uh, go check that out whenever you can. Uh, we also have how to talk to your friend about wrestling, your dose of death, ring post radio, and all sorts of fun stuff here on the network. So go check those out whenever you get the chance. Uh, and I believe that about wraps it up. Oh, if you want to go check out our YouTube channel as well. Uh, Count Out a Wrestling Podcast Network, uh, where we post all of our Twitch vods and different video versions of podcasts, and uh, we have some old uh, we have some old fun stuff from Hit the Books, some old commentary we did on uh, over over WWE 2K from Hit the Books that we love. Uh, so go check that out on the YouTube page over there and subscribe over there as well. Uh, you know, as they say, smash that like button, smash that bell, <laughs> hit that subscribe button. Uh, you know how it be. Uh, and that's about it for the plug. Zach, am I missing anything? I don't believe so. All right. Uh, do you have anything personal that you'd like to plug? No, 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 no. Didn't think so. I try, listen. I got. I ask every At time. Anyway, one week I know, I'll have I know it. one day. One day I'm going to ask, and you're going to be like, I do have something. Uh, anyway, that's it for our show today. So that just leaves me with one more thing left to say, and that is to remember. That there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop it. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon, as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows. Exploring.